Hey, 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 hey. Guys, it is the Funkaholics podcast. You know what time it is. It is Funkaholic Fridays with the Pop Fox. And man, do we have a lot of fun topics for you guys today. Um, It's going to be an interesting one. I got an interesting feeling that uh, it's going to be one of those ones where we might be getting a lot of feedback. But, you know, that's what we appreciate. That's what we love. And we're going to go into a lot of it and cover uh a a few today i hope you guys like that two-part series that we had last week um but it was really great i had a lot of fun listening to that one also recording it you know we always have fun doing that but before we get into it and introduce the pop fox the funkaholics podcast is starting right now You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. Man, that music gets me going every time. I don't care. I'm biased. Whoever has a problem with it could eat shit. I mean, I'm just kidding. Um, no, actually, I'm not. So I know I get, I say I get excited a lot about when the music hits and shit, but it's just a dope beat. And then when we got the mercy, woo woo, you know, we're ready to rock and roll. So, Marty Soul, the Pop Fox, what is going on? I am well, Nando. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I got a, I don't know, I think a little bit of our conversation earlier kind of like gave me a little edge so maybe we might get a little saucy in this episode i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens (laughs) oh are we gonna get spicy worked up nando (laughs) it's possible it is very possible unless i mean you know if i get a couple more sips of my drink and you know maybe it'll loosen me up a little bit but i'm a little wound up so we'll see what happens Mm, let's see you know i'm pretty good at bringing that out in nando i know you are you bring out the worst of me (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll work on it we'll see what happens time will tell right but like we always do here at the funkaholics podcast we do a toast to another great episode so marisol toast Cheers. cheers Mm-mm. Oh, that is so good. What are you drinking? I am drinking, well, I've run out of my whiskey because Nando took an hour and a half to start this podcast. <laughs> sidetracked, so <I'm> now- <laughs> sidetracked. <laughs> Blame- he was watching wrestling. Blame he WWE. Was watching wrestling. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, now I am on to rum and, and coke. I am on a wrestling high, okay? So just forgive me. Like, I literally went to, like, one of the most awesome shows that I ever watched in my lifetime. And then all of a sudden, you know, Raw is 30 is on. And it's just like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> and I am going, a, well, not necessarily going a little old school. Um, but I am... Doing Canada Dry with some dry gin. So I'm still on my my, my gin kick. I don't Ooh. know what's going on with that. Yeah, you're in a real gin phase. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to jump into anything in a while. I mean, I'm 
The other day I did I did a little bit of uh some Terramana. We did some um some margaritas oh, cuz Sal loves my margaritas and he was asking for that. So I was like, "All right, cool. Well, you know, we're going to go ahead and do that." Oh, on that podcast that I wasn't on that you uh, had found time to do. <laughs> um, no, actually, okay. I, actually, not only that, but he made them margaritas. You yeah, guys, yeah, no, it wasn't that one. This was our uh, little celebration after the um, after the dwarf wrestling. I'll 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 be correct because I don't know. It still felt a little comfortable. <laughs> we were cheering uh, midgets in the crowd, but. Um, guys, that is, yeah, that is not my, that is not my fault. Um, it was the DJ that started the chant. So apparently the DJ is part of the show. Wow. (laughs) I can't wait to hear that episode. Yes. Um, that one will be coming. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, okay. Okay. We're, we're definitely going to be doing an episode on that one. The show was, (laughs) amazing um i can't say enough about it it uh well yeah you'll just have to listen to the episode when it comes out apparently because i was definitely not at midget or dwarf wrestling excuse me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'll have to hear all about it yeah it was funny just like just to tell you i mean i could not stop laughing i mean i was cheering i was yelling i mean it was just like I said, it was such a great show. The music the DJ was playing was fucking jamming. Um, it was funny. And so, like, how I said, you know, how the DJ started the midget chant. Well, I was getting ready mm-hmm. to do it, and I looked to the side of me, and Jonathan's like, no, bro, no. He's, like, giving me the sign, like, don't you do it. <laughs> don't you do it. <laughs> but, it, it, I mean, like I said, it's all part of the show. Everybody was having fun. I mean, they put on... Such a great show, and the names that these guys have, and you know, all these things is just it's hilarious. But we'll talk about it, that's a future episode. Let's get into our episode right now. So, Funko News, we're gonna check out and see what's going on there. I doubt anything's up there. Um, nobody works there, so I'm not sure what you think is gonna be there. Yeah, nobody works there. Uh, well. <laughs> This, I mean, the update that they did do, so they did two updates since the last time we talked. So gather around, it's Funko Fair 2023. They're doing the drops. Um, We'll talk about those later. And then also they did put up something that I had known about a while back because I caught it on, I think it was San Diego Comic-Con when they put kind of like a little sneak peek out there. But we're talking about the Bitty Pops, and we'll talk about those a little bit later. So that's all we have for Funko News. Uh, Let's go into my favorite one, Toy Hype USA. Let's see what they got going on over there. Woohoo. Ooh, I didn't see much over there. Interesting. Right off the bat, Medicom Mofex, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Ooh, style suit and Winter Soldier figures. These are actually pretty fucking dope. Don't think I'll buy them, but they look fucking badass. These are not my bag, but they do look pretty good. I didn't really see a whole lot on toy hype. Well, I'm sorry, I did, but nothing that I would really be ordering. <laughs> 
Right. But these look pretty good, and this Bride of Chucky NECA replica looks pretty badass. Is it Tiffany that you're talking about? Yeah. Ooh. Fuck she that. Really I would good. never have one of those fucking dolls in my house. I'm sorry. Um, no, okay. Yeah. So neither would I. You never take them out of the case. I'm just saying, people. No. <laughs> I Look. I like I know somebody who collects these and I've seen their collection pretty extensively and it's so scary, you guys. It is like like you can have all the action figures, you can have all the horror figures that you want, but if you do these replica fucking dolls, it's terrifying. Like this person was like, Yeah, I had to move all my Chucky stuff out of the bedroom because <laughs> it was starting to freak me out. And I was like, Yeah, you think? Like, are you waking up to that every day? Because fuck that. These things are terrifying. Oh, no, I'm totally with you. That I yeah, they're they scare the living shit out of me. Uh, Even like the old school dolls, like my grandma used to have those at her house, you know, the porcelain ones or whatever. And it looks like their eyes are fucking following you no matter what angle you're at. Yeah. Um, I mean, my dog even growled at one of the ones that was in my mom's like glass cabinet, and I was like, "Look, there's that's true fucking evil." I was like, "When a dog growls at it, there's your there's there's your notification that you got fucking evil in the house." So, yeah, I don't I don't sleep at my parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> I do not blame you, sir. I remember like my grandmother having shit like that in her apartment, and I would get so freaked out. I hated going into her room because she had random stuff like that. I guess, you know, not collecting, but like things that she was clearly saving, right. From when she was younger or or maybe her kids were younger. Oh my God. How terrifying. Oh, and then like every horror movie that you see, there's always like, if they go into like an old basement or, or attic or something, one of those dolls is always fucking laying around. So that just tells you, that just tells you, I mean, if they're part of the horror community, then there's definitely something to it. Oh, yeah, like something came of this. Like it, there's something fucking wrong with it. And like, yeah, you need to walk away. Oh, my God, my soul. How awesome would it be if they did a fucking horror movie of Funko Pops? <laughs> <gasps> I mean, whatever happens, I think I will be so terrified and delighted all at the same time. Oh, man. That it's like be- all, your, all your Pixar pops are getting up to come and kill you. Oh, my God. Right, Disney, the like your your collection of Disney is like all of a sudden like fucking they're like morbid and shit and they're coming to kill you. <laughs> oh my god. That'll be the thing that has me pack up that room real quick. Right. It'll be the thing that's like okay, I've thought about it long and hard and we're getting rid of the collection today. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, that would be too funny. Maybe they'll hear us and they'll actually someone will actually come up with something like that. They got to. It's got to be coming. I feel it. Maybe. Wasn't there like a thing too that Funko had acquired something like weren't they trying to make movies? Wasn't that the thing? There was going to be a Funko movie? I think there was. I think you're right. I remember reading something about that or hearing some type of talk about it. Yeah, they acquired, like, some studio or something like that, which is, like, where they do, like, well, where they used to do the Freddy Funhouse and stuff. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. 
Um, but yeah, I, yeah, there was definitely like talk about them making a movie or something like that. But a Funko horror movie with all the licenses would be amazing. That would be totally awesome. Yeah, it really would. <laughs> Tell us what you guys think. Let us know. We would love your feedback on a Funko horror movie. The Funko horror movie. Let us know if you want to see it. Because <laughs> you know, you know, Funko listens to the podcast. We're they great do. friends. They do. You know, I know they didn't pick up my only feet <laughs> uh, campaign, but you know, you win some, you lose some. They right. might be all about this horror thing. I so mean, you know, they, they did get rid of some people that um, you know that I wasn't too excited Look, about. So hey, you know, they took Nando's feedback, and those people were let go right away. Okay, done. 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 That's the kind of pull we have here on the Funkaholics podcast, just so you guys know. Okay? We don't like your face. Get out. Get out. You're done. <laughs> oh, no. We love a no lot of separate. faces over here at the Funkaholics podcast, guys. <laughs> oh, man. So there's a couple more things that I want to cover on here. Um, we got Power Rangers Street Fighter. I love Street Fighter. I love Power Rangers. So I love this crossover. You know what, Marisol? That's another thing. So um, I think I'll, what I'll do is I'll put it on a future um, podcast. But I want to talk about crossovers. Um, yes. We, that would be awesome. We, we saw one that uh, we walked into Box Lunch um, and we saw one that I was like, that doesn't make any sense and why the fuck are you doing it? But um, I see who they're trying to market to, but that's, yeah, we'll put that for uh, for next week's episode. Yeah, let's do it because I want to deep dive this because I don't understand it whatsoever. Oh, I but know. I, I know that this obviously caters to a certain audience and I might just not be in that audience, but like it's obviously there is because it happens over and over these different crossovers and there's gotta be a reason. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, we've got some, these ones are actually kind of interesting. Um, diamond select toys. I don't love the way that they make the action figures. Like some of them, they knock them out of the park. Then other, some of the other ones I'm like, you really, you guys really slapped a twenty to twenty five dollar label on this. Like it should be ten bucks, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, these busts look absolutely amazing, and for those of you that don't know what busts are, basically it's just um, like a big headshot from, or basically from the head to the torso. And I mean, they they really rock these out. Like I mean, they look really really fucking cool. Um, the one that I'm looking at right now that I have my eye on is a Venom, and it looks from it looks like from the uh, from the comic book series. Just the way the artwork on, is on it and everything, it looks fucking amazing. They have a Wolverine in there. Uh, they have Moon Knight. So there's a couple in there that they're rocking. They look they look pretty sweet. You know, I, busts are a new thing for me to realize that are the get made. Uh, and a lot of different fandoms. Uh, this was new, uh, new to me this year. I know somebody that collects the Muppets, and they are always posting about how they collect busts from the Muppets. And that these were things that were made, I guess, a couple of years ago or like 10 years ago. So she collects all these busts, and she's got to like find them on eBay. And they look so dope. Like, talk about a, a cool thing to collect. Um so good so i can understand like if you collect these lines like if you're into you know dc or marvel or whatever uh these look pretty dope and like i'm about it 
Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. They they are really cool. The other thing that I found interesting is that they announced um one of their uh one of their uh they were able to get um a license and one of the, or they've got like a few licenses. Uh, one of the ones that was in there that we hold dear to our hearts, Bonnie Soul, is Cobra Kai. So it'll be interesting to see what they come out with that what, from Ooh. that line. Yeah, I see a little Cobra Kai here in the background. That's exciting. It looks like they're going to do action figures on those ones, which, again, like I said, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe. Um, I'd love to add some some good Cobra Kai stuff to the collection, but like good Cobra Kai stuff, yeah, you know? Definitely. Definitely. I'm with you on that one. Um, so Super Seven, our uh, our hate relationship, they did announce uh, that the first or wave one of the figures are finally available. Um sure, for fifty four ninety nine <laughs> each. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, so they got Mo. That Mo one looks pretty cool. The Homer one in the spacesuit. I'm not too excited about that. But then they got Poochie. Um, pretty cool. It's iconic, but it's like not something that I would want to pay fifty four ninety nine for. And then they have the robot, um, itchy and scratchy, and those like yeah. I'm just like no, no, no. Let me tell you something right now. These would be cool at $25. Yes. Okay. $55 for this is absurd. Okay, if I get if I can get a whole NECA action figure, which is, you know, like three, four times the size of these, plus all the accessories for $34.99, why would I pay $54.99 for this? I, I, the price structure at Super 7 is so fucking crazy to me. Yeah, it really is. A lot of the shit they, they look produce, dope. They look dope, but I do- would not pay this. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're small time. I mean, they're mass producing a lot of shit, and um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't understand the pricing, uh, the way they price either. The Mo one would be the only one really that I would jump on right now. I mean, he's got two different head sculpts. He's got three sets of different hands. I mean, he's got. Dude, some they cool got shit. the phone. Yeah, they got the phone in there. <laughs> they even have the flaming Mo. So that's yeah. really cool. They have his, you know, his bar apron that he always wears. They got the panda because Mo's got a got a soft side for the pandas. But yeah, I mean they they nailed it. But yeah, I'm like right where you were saying like thirty five, forty dollars is my max what I would pay on something like yeah, this. Yeah, maybe, maybe you know, for sure. Like for me, thirty dollars is like what I thirty five dollars maybe is tops what I pay for this, but fifty four dollars, my god! Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> trust me, I'm I'm totally with you. Yeah, and it's heartbreaking because I love everything Super Seven is doing this year so far. Like great licenses, looks great. They're doing a great job with the design and the artwork, a hundred percent. But it's just too expensive. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally with you. Um, I think that's all we got for Toy Hype USA. There wasn't um, there wasn't, yeah, there like wasn't a, a whole lot. Yeah, there wasn't a lot going on. So, um, that takes us into, I know one that. Let me see. Let me check the topics real quick. Funko Bitty Pop. Oh yeah, Funko Bitty Pop. So, Marty Soul, talk to me. What do you think about this? Okay, I love this. I love when they were announced. Uh, it, it's 
it is a logical step for Funko to take. I'll just say that. Uh, being a toy and collectible maker in the arena that they're in, it's almost a little too late, to be honest. Uh, these itty bitty pops right there, they're even smaller than pocket pops. They are definitely out here to compete with Dorables, uh, mini brands. You know, this past year has been the year that we saw a lot of these mini brands and minifigures blow up. Mini brands is super hot. And even the, uh, what is it, the micro micro toys or whatever, where you could the, get like the little Ninja Turtle packs or the Masters yeah. of the Universe, shit like that. Yeah, so you have mini brands, you have micro toys, you have durables. Uh, there's there's a whole lot. There's like maybe four or five other ones. I can't even think of their names off the top of my head, but they're always, you know, in that toy aisle. Um, and they're doing really well, you know? Like, I I have a friend that sends me these, these um, tiny or mini videos all the time of people setting up uh, photo displays and stuff with these mini brands or just like a little scene. And, uh, and there's, there's a lot of people that are obsessed with, with many figures out there right now. Um, it's definitely a thing. So I think that this is the right move. And from what they've shown of these bitty pops, um, they're pretty well done, you know, like I, they were even showing them, they, like, I don't know if this is something that they're going to sell, but they were showing them in the promo with like these little cases that they come in that you could put them in there to secure and display that I think is really cool because you don't see that a lot, right? You, a lot of these things don't come with a display case where you could display these uh, minifigures. I'm sure for Funko, that would be like an add-on or whatever. I don't think it comes with its own case, but they look pretty good. The ones that they've shown so far, it makes sense for them to want to compete in this landscape uh, since everybody's got a mini product right now. Um, and it's definitely like the hot item right now. So it, it makes sense for them to drop this. I, I'm excited to see them in person once they come out. Yeah, I definitely want to see these. I hate that they started out with Harry Potter, but whatever. Ugh, um, I know. It's like the go-to line. Yeah. I think these are really cool. The interesting thing that I'm going to be like, I really want to see is I want to see an unboxing, first of all, because I want to see how these things come out of those little boxes. Because, I, I mean it's already a challenge just to take a pop out of a box and not destroy the fucking box. And then now you're like shrinking them down to where, so I'm, I'm going to be interested to see that. I love the, the, the hard stacker that they have for it to where you can put these little things in there and then, you know, you can carry yeah. them around protected. So, I mean, bravo to Funko, like really thinking like ahead of the game and thinking like, well, these things are fucking tiny as shit, so why don't we make something that comes along with it? Or, you know, it always accessories sold separately, so it's another, you know, way to get you. Um, but, I mean, it's it's really, it's a really great idea. I love it. I think they look cool. I also, from the photography side, the toy photography side, I would love to have these, like, in my dials where, you know, it's like, oh, look, there's, like, a little Funko in the background or, you know, something like that. Yeah. I, mean, I think yeah. it's, I think it's genius. Uh, yeah, I think I think everything about this, like I remember when it was first announced, I was like, everything about this just feels right. It looks good. It seems very well thought out. I, I, I Like you said, from a photography standpoint, like I would love to have one of these little Funkos in the background of something, you know, I think that's so fun. Um, yeah, so I'm very, I'm very curious to see how they roll this out. 
uh, how they sell these, you know, what the price point is and like, is it you buying one or you buying a bunch at one time? Uh, and if there's accessories that are sold separately for them, I, I'm that I'm really curious about. I'm actually kind of excited for this. I'm, I'm all about, I collect durables. I collect some mini stuff. So for me, this, this fits into my collection if I wanted to. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. Um, Am I going to buy these? Absolutely. The Harry Potter ones. I mean, they're not going to go on my collection. They'll be for resale. Um, but when they start releasing other lines, then yeah, I'll totally jump on that shit and collect them. But I, I, I mean, these are really cool. Like they're, you know, they're super tiny. They don't take up a lot of space. You know, you don't have to stress out about that. I think what it might do too, is it might grab the attention of maybe some more new collectors, you know, cause Maybe there is yes. some people out there because I know I've heard it where they're just like, oh, a fucking box takes up so much space and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Well, guess what? They heard you. They shrunk them. And now it's not going to take up any space. Um, these third party yeah. markets, I could just I could just imagine what they come up with for you to display these to, to display these on your walls and stuff. There's going to be a lot of cool shit coming out with this. So I'm definitely excited for it. I'm excited for it too. Now I haven't watched, I didn't watch like the whole promo that came out with this week about it. Are these going to come in like their own mini Funko boxes or like, did they show at all how these are going to be for sale? I haven't seen the way that they're going to market them. That was one thing I wanted to see. Like, are these going to be like mysteries? Are they going to put them like in a mystery ball or in a little mystery Funko box? And you see them over there, like at Target off to the side with all the other mini shit. Like, it's just going to be interesting the way that they do these. I'm, you know, I, yeah, I really want, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, well, hold on. It says shrink your collection with the newest in compact collectibles, Biddy Pop. These one inch tall figures are teeny tiny versions of some of the most prevalent Funko Pops and recognizable pop culture characters. Only three of the four figures in each pack are visible, with the last figure being a mystery Ooh. of the for the collector. That is what? fucking cool. So you get four of them. One is a mystery. And a mystery. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, I'm about this. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> that's really cool. Uh that let's see. Very slick. There's a well, little that's bit what more Adorables does. Yeah. That's a there's a little bit more information. Oh, co collectors can still choose to display these micro figures in or out of box, just like their full size counterparts, since they're petite packaging can be removed that's right they can be taken out or admired for their level of detail and displayed for added stability the bases of the boxes are stands for the figures each acrylic box features the original packaging design this is fucking wow. dope i mean that's cool yeah like <laughs> way to go funko like you know what i mean that is actually really fucking cool yeah they I'm really thought this kind of out. excited about this Okay, yeah, I like it. All right, Biddy Pops. <laughs> All right. I'm here. I mean, I'm ready for you. Even the marketing, like just as I'm I'm looking as I'm scrolling down um and and just looking at these, I mean, it's it's really cool the way they're marketing them too. Each four pieces comes with a clear acrylic stacking case, so it's included. There you go, guys. You don't have to buy extras. Wow. Um, which makes for <gasps> easy displaying and transporting, transform small spaces, small spaces, or downsize your collection for portable inspiration and fun. 
bam, there it is. They're literally answering our questions right here. That is awesome. Here we go, Marisol. Bitty Pops are perfect for fans of miniature, small-scale collectors, and on-the-go fans. We're thrilled to see all the ways Bitty Pop changes how fanatics collect and display their favorite fandoms. Boom. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Well, shit. Yeah. Well, I'm sold. Yeah. I am totally (laughs) I mean, as long as it's not Harry Potter, because I don't collect Harry Potter, but whatever the next line is that they come out with, I'm in. I'm like I'm I'm even super stoked from a vendor side, you know what I mean? Just to show these fucking little things like you know, people love looking at everything at your booth. Well then all of a sudden, like I could totally display like I've got so many ideas going on in my head right now, but it's really cool. Like I love it. I think it's a great idea. I'm I'm totally in. Yeah, no, I'm I'm I when I first saw them, I was like, I think I'm all in on this. But now that you're reading me all the details and they're like official now. Oh yeah, like this is this is right up my alley. Yeah, these are gonna be hot. They're they're people are gonna go crazy for them. I can already feel it. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, I just see how many people are like wild for like adorables and these minifigure lines. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't go for this. Yeah. You know, if you're they're already invested in like these small figures, like I am, and like you said, even from a photography standpoint, this makes so much sense to me. Like I, I'm super stoked on this. Yeah, they're gonna be really cool. It'll be exciting to see when they actually drop. So, hopefully, guys, yeah. they'll put a date out there for us. So, another topic that I wanted to talk about, you know, Funko related, somewhat, or well, actually, it is. So, does sold out really mean sold out, guys? Um. The reason I'm saying this is because there was a Metallica drop. This album cover or memory moments Funko was fucking huge. It was exclusive to Walmart and Walmart sold out of these. You couldn't find them in the stores. You couldn't find them online. Then lo and behold, all of a sudden Funko's like, uh, don't stress. We've got them stocked on the Funko website with the Walmart sticker on them. Yes. So let's talk about this because I've actually been wanting to talk to you about this for a while now because it's been happening for a while. Um, So yeah, Funko now does this thing where they have store exclusive or website exclusive drops available on their own website with that store's sticker on it. I mean, I don't like it. Tell me why, because I don't mind it, but from a vendor standpoint, I could see why you don't like that. That's exactly why, because (laughs) when I'm making part of the sale, I'm literally telling these people, you cannot find these in the stores. You cannot find them on the website that they're specific to. And then all of a sudden Funko's like, oh, no, not so much, Nando. You're a liar because we have them here and we are dropping them. Yeah, and this is something new that started maybe about like five months ago, six months ago or so, and that they they said they announced they were going to start doing this. Um, And and for the collector side, I mean, trust me, people, I'm not trying to be an asshole. Yes, I do run a business, but also on the other end, like I don't want to be a liar to my customers because then I feel like I'm robbing them, and that's not what it's about. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, we... 
We use yeah. these fucking apps that we talked about last week in last week's episode, you know, to find value in these. Well, then all of a sudden, if I've got this marked out of price because you can't fucking find it anywhere, but then all of a sudden, lo and behold, later on, you know, there it is. I mean, you know, it just, it, it really fucks with the market. And then, like I said, it almost comes down to the collector being patient. So if you want it right now, you want it in your hands, you know, then by all means, you know, come, you know, go to the reseller, you know, go to the people that are, you know, working these comic cons and things like that. If you want to wait a little while and just play, you know, play chances, you want to gamble, by all means, wait and see if they actually drop. You know, it doesn't always work out like that on Funko, but lo and behold, you know, this one actually did, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. How, people aren't, have been asking me this lately, how I feel about this. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel good about it. Like, I feel like if it's a store exclusive, with a store exclusive sticker, just let that store that store have it exclusively. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't think there is a need for it to go on sale on the Funko site. Um, I think that really t- it takes away from the exclusivity. It's kind of like a big dick move where like, well, we make these, right? Yeah, so we can so, sell them however we want. Yeah, we can sell them however we want. So when you're done selling them at your store, just know a week or two a week or two later, we're going to have them on our site. Uh, we'll still use the sticker that we agreed upon, but we're just going to take all this money. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's a need for it. I kind of don't follow why they're, why they started to do that. Yeah. I don't get it either. And then the other thing too, it's like, if you guys have extra stock, just give it to the fucking store. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, right. Like it almost feels like it comes up when there's extra stock that comes up. But if you're producing extra stock, just send it to the store. Let a store have a restock. Why does it need to be your site? Exactly. That gets this restock. The other, I thing- don't know. That it's a very weird thing. I that and that conversation between, you know, the buyer for that company and that rep at Funko. It like I, I just want to sit there and listen to it because that's got to be pretty interesting. Like, how do you at Funko convince me that it's okay? for you to start selling my exclusive with my store exclusive sticker. And yes, we've agreed upon this, but like maybe I don't agree upon it anymore. If you're going to put it on your site, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't be okay with it. The other thing that it does is it changes the value too. You know, something that you yes. were excited about the moment that you got it, you know, because we all, you know, we all, you know, swarm to the internet and, you know, try and score these things or we try and find them in a store. Well, you know that you got something of value, but then all of a sudden it's devalued when Funko goes and just like, oh, hey, don't worry. We're going to put more out there. You know, it, like if if you're going to do that, take the fucking sticker off of it. Or if yeah, you, if you exactly. have plans to resell this or put it on your website, then don't have the Walmart sticker on there. Make, you know, have have stock that doesn't have these stickers on it because. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to play that game, then play the sticker game. Right. Like, yeah, I don't think that's the thing that bothers me. It's them having the store sticker on it and selling it on their website that fucks with everybody. Yeah. It fucks with value. It fucks with that store stock. It fucks with Funko stock. It's very weird. I totally agree. I don't like it. I don't think it doesn't serve any greater purpose that I can tell. 
except Funko finding extra stock of something and selling it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very interesting. I don't know. I would love to hear your guys' feedback. I mean, drop us, you know, some messages or, any, or you know, after you've listened to the episode and just let us what you know and what, what you think also. I mean, guys, there's pros and cons to everything. And like I said, you know, from the vendor side, it's definitely a con, um, you know, on, on certain things. And, you know, like a, it uh, as a selling point, like I said, I'm not out there to rob people. But, you know, when there's value on something and you're trying to be honest with someone, you know, that's where it fucks it up. But then on the collector side, for those of, you know, for those that weren't able to get to it or, you know, able to find it, you know, after everybody, you know, hit the stores or, you know, put in their online orders, there is an opportunity for you to get it again at, you know, a little bit of less, you know, a little bit of less price. So, you know, like I said, pros and cons on all of it. But, you know, let us know what you think. Um. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, something that's very interesting, but um, I was having a conversation with a friend today and Masters of the Universe, um, something that I loved and adored and something that was one of the highest selling toys in history, I believe is um, it's becoming a, a, a dying line. And I don't, I don't feel that Masters of the Universe or Motor, which is Masters of the Universe Res- Revelations, I don't think it's saving it. I don't think it's helping the line. Um, no. And the reason that I say that is just I walk into these targets and they're fucking everywhere. And about a week later, Target or even Walmart, but mostly Target is marking them down. Literally. Oh like giving these figure figurines away for free. Is that true? Okay. So see by me, I see these Motu figures. Uh, I haven't, but I, but my, the stores by me, like I'll, I'll see a lot of other people post things that are on sale at like their target and whatever. And it never goes on sale by me. I, I think I just live in a market that has like a weird supply of stuff. Um, so I don't, I'm not seeing it the way you guys are. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, but I can see that about this, about a Motu line in general, right? Like, I could see them making a lot and then it not selling and being marked down. Like, when the Revelations, like, cartoon first came out, all the toys were, like, hyped up. And I feel like all the, to- all the stores were packed with them. And then, you know, like, within, like, a week or so, all of these things were getting marked down or, like, moved around the store because they just had so much inventory, right? Like it didn't move the way they thought it was going to move. Um, so yeah, like to your point, Nando, I think it is a dying line. Uh, I think that I don't think that revelations is bad. I actually kind of like it, but I don't think it regenerated anyone's need for the toys. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, it, there was like a quick wave when the first line came out and I know there was a lot of people that were excited for them, you know, especially a lot of the masters, uni- masters of the universe fans, all the Motu fans. But now like, it's weird. I, I, maybe because there hasn't been like a new season or like anything really hyping these up. I mean, honestly, we really don't even see like commercials for these things or anything, but I don't know. Like, I just got a weird feeling about it. I almost have a feeling that like, I believe Mattel, yeah, Mattel makes these. 
I almost get to the, I almost get the feeling that they're just going to get to the point where they're just going to be like, you know what, let's just go and scrap the line, and this last wave is going to be, you know, it. And even if the show continues, like we're not going to rock out any any new lines. You know what I mean? Because it's 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 really bad. I have a feeling a lot of these stores are going to come back to them and be like, you know what, we don't even want them. They don't sell. We have to mark them down. You know what I mean? The moment that you know, like a couple of weeks later, when we have them on our on our shelves. Yeah, for sure. Also, guys, just a heads up. I don't know for those of you guys in Albuquerque, New Mexico, but uh, tar- our targets are going through a reset. So that means a lot of stuff is going to get clearance. So start shopping. Good for you guys. I never catch. <laughs> I never catch. I felt like, a little bit of hate in that comment, Marisol. <laughs> yeah, I get very upset when people are like, oh, look at my Target putting things on sale. Look, today's the day they mark everything down because it never happens by me. Like, ever. Like, I, my Target never has shit that goes on sale. And if they do, it's like a shelf worth. Yeah. And it's like done. Like, by the end of the week, you know, they're like already fixing it up i don't know why maybe you just got a really solid market over there man i guess so maybe a lot of you live in a collector world apparently (laughs) because shit never goes on sale like how come i can never get a deal that other people are getting (laughs) right i know that is funny though i'll sit there and like scan all the pops I'm like, all right, so this is like a missed markdown? Why is this $5 at this person's target? And start, like, <laughs> scanning it. And everything is just full price always. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck me. <laughs> oh, man, that is too funny. Never getting a deal. So now <laughs> this is why I'm just so salty all the time. Well, you know, uh, just to raise, you know, a little bit of happiness, because, uh, you know, we kind of, I don't know, it's weird, we kind of like went down a dark road there for a moment, but, you know, let's uh, let's brighten it up. Um, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Sir Dork is back on Instagram, and this is great news for the toy photography community. His name's Gerald Middleton. All of you guys already know him. I mean, if you follow him on YouTube, the tips and tricks that he puts out there, absolutely fucking amazing. Um, he's got, he's even done some where he like got Mountain Dew sponsorship and just some really cool shit that this guy does, but it was awesome. Um, I had wondered, I was like, where the fuck did this guy go? Well, apparently his account got hacked and of course Instagram, you know, doesn't want to fucking give him the account back. I mean, he is the owner of it, so he created a new one. It's uh, sir.dork, so if you want to give him a follow on Instagram, you know, he would love it. He's really great. He's really excited to be back in the community and everything, and he even gave the Funkaholics a follow, so, you know, that was really, really cool of him, and I even shot him a message. I was like, dude, it's so good to have you back. Um, I love to study your photos. I love to watch your YouTube videos because... He explains a lot of things and details that he doesn't even need to go over, but he's so keyed into it. I mean, he even has like guests, you know what I mean, come on his uh his uh YouTube show where, you know, he he like recognizes their photography, you know? He he sees something great and he tells them like, "Hey, you know, talk to me about this photo that you did. How did you bring it to life?" you know, things like that. So, um I know there's been 
a lot of issues with the toy photography community. I've said it. I've spoke about it. I, You guys all know how I feel about it, so we're not going to go down that line. But Sir Dork is something that's, you know, that that's just really cool. Um, he does what he can. He tries to recognize as many people as he can and stuff like that, guys. Granted, I mean, you know, there's hundreds of thousands. You know, he can't cover all of them. But, I mean, the dude does follow up with people. He reaches out. Things like that. So he's just really great for a community that's um, rough around the edges. I'll just say it like that. I'll 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 be nice this time. <laughs> Marisol, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. I was like, did she fall asleep on me? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. Um, and there's going to be an interesting topic that we're going to cover probably in next week episode, but we're going to talk about uh, Instagram guys and their algorithms. So I know Adi um, Soul's got a lot of great information on that one as well. And then also there's a buddy that I want to shout out to. His name's Red's Toy Tavern on Instagram. He's a fucking amazing photographer. Um, he's been expressing a lot of his frustration lately, so... Maybe what I'll do is I'll try and see if I can get him on the episode or get him in a future episode just so that we can talk to that because he's been very, very upset with it. And like I said, it's going to be another interesting topic, a hot topic, if you will, that we'll cover um, in next week, ep- uh, next week, ep- next week's episode. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Monty Soul. Yeah, who, fell, who fell asleep now? Yeah. <laughs> These drinks are getting to me and I'm not measuring with a shot glass. I'm just pouring. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is how you get Mar- Marisol territory. <laughs> right. I'm trying to keep Be up. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, or Marisol, let's talk about this. What store is better to go on a toy hunt? Do you enjoy Target or do you enjoy Walmart and why? Okay. So I think Target is definitely better for toy hunts. Number one, because the quality of the box and stuff is, is more like is more more likely to be in better shape than it is in a Walmart. Um and you know, to have it be in the right place and not damaged and all of that stuff. And Target, I feel like you could kind of follow to when their deliveries are, right? So like if you see it's coming out in a different target around you, like you could probably pinpoint what day it'll be in your target uh, whereas walmart i feel like walmart's a little all over the place um and walmart you could go in there and get yourself a nice surprise like you're like oh this is still sitting on the shelf and you know it, it, you could get yourself you know something you've been looking for for a while but target definitely has a better placement and um what's the word i'm looking for not rules but a system for stocking pops and putting them in the correct spot and making sure that they're neat, right? Like there's at least somebody who's going through those pops at night and setting them back up for the morning and making sure that they're like nice for open. Whereas Walmart, you don't know what the fuck you're going to get. Like you could literally walk in there and everything could be great. Or you could find like a grail just like ripped open and like sitting there on its head and no one gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's definitely a ton of damage collectibles whenever I go to Walmart. It's crazy. Um, yeah, Walmart just doesn't they don't I don't think they I, I'm assuming they don't put an emphasis to their employees on how to properly stock or 
look out for or care for the collectible section at Walmart. <laughs> I'm totally with you. I think yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm right in line. I love going into a Target. I don't know what it is. The store even feels cleaner to me. Um I, you know, I go in there, they're displayed well. I mean, there's some targets over here in Albuquerque, they're fucking destroyed. Like, it's just like, God damn, who came through here? Uh, but when it comes to, like you said, I love that you said, you know, quality. Like, if you don't want to find a box that's, like, all fucking, like, all deed out, like, all trashed and fucking smashed, you know what I mean? Go to Target. Yeah. If you want exactly. one that, you know, could possibly be missing, you know, a couple of accessories or something like that, go to Walmart because you'll get <laughs> it. You'll find it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> but I, um, but yeah, Walmart is very hit or miss with that kind of stuff. Like, you know, sometimes I go to Walmart and I'm pleasantly surprised, but more than not, I am yeah in uh how that collectible file is treated and and also at target it feels like there's a more uniform system about where uh where pops and other collectibles go within the store whereas walmart it's very hit or miss like at target i know for the most part i'm gonna find them in the electronic section right if it's a specific fandom that's very popular at the time then i might find like stranger things for example my target will put the Stranger Things pops in the Stranger Things aisle with the like action figures and other toys that have come out with it, especially if it's like a new season that's just come out. Like it'll be its own kind of thing. But other than that, you know that the pops are going to be in the electronic section. That's interesting. Whereas Walmart, yeah, well, at least by me, it's that way. Yeah. At where, where at Walmart, by me, it's for the most part, you could find them all in the same section, but they almost have them divvied up. Like, they have a collectibles aisle that's literally named the collectibles aisle, and they'll have them with, like, the action figures and stuff, but it, it feels like they tend to put the older pops there, um, and then they'll have another section within the electronics aisle that has the newer pops that they just got in. Uh, and then, like, with the, uh, the Pop Deluxe um, movie moments that came out during Christmas, uh, and the concert ones, like the really large ones, those seem, the posters, I guess, those seem to come out, those seem to have their own section where they were still in electronics, but they were, then they were like on the outskirts of electronics. Yeah. So all the pops were like all broken up. So basically, if you wanted to see everything that they had, you had to go to like four different sections of the electronics area to see it all. Very interesting. Yeah, that's um, I and and I know for me, like on all the toy hunts that I've gone on, I know Target. Like, you can pretty much know where you're gonna find them. Walmart, different story. <laughs> you gotta fucking hunt the whole store just to see, like, because sometimes yeah. they, sometimes they'll even have them like right at the fucking entrance when you're walking in. You know, yeah, so. or like my Walmart too. It it depends on like if it's like a seasonal pop, right? Like I remember. Last year they had, for Valentine's Day, they had these office uh, mystery minis. And then that was, like, in the greeting card section next to, like, the Valentine's Day stuff. It was, like, not with Funko stuff at all. And yeah. I remember I was having the hardest time finding it because I never thought, hey, let me look at the the Valentine's section to see if these Funko mystery minis are there. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
so yeah, Walmart's very all over the place of where they put their Funko stuff. Very true. Another great topic. I love all that feedback. Um, that was a that was a good one. Uh, let's go into Funko drops and collector drops. We call this our highlight section of the of the podcast. So, um, my boy Drew, uh, he is the 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 Pokemon guy, um, and uh, I know he listens to the episodes, so he had made a mention like, "Hey, bro, you know, there's there's Pokemon's that drop too." So, Drew, this one's for you. We got the Pokemon trading cards, Crown Zenith Elite Trainer Box. So I've actually seen a couple of these at a GameStop and at a Target. So they're out there, guys, and we're just putting that one out there for all you Pokemon collectors. I have. No idea what what the, uh, what, what comes in the box, so don't ask. Yeah, um, no idea what a crown zenith is. Yeah, um, I know <laughs> what the box looks like. Um, so you know, I can tell you that. Uh, but other than that, you guys would have to go to Drew uh, Route sixty kicks if you want to uh, give him a follow and just uh, shoot some Pokemon questions or just talk Pokemon with him because I know you guys get down with that shit and you guys get serious on that. So. There we go. Yeah, I heard that that Drew is good friends with the uh, the Mewtwo uh, voice actor, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's a uh, he knows some celebrities now. <laughs> yeah, go hit up Drew. Ask him about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, we had a fun drop. Uh, it was the Funko Speedy from McDonald's. I absolutely wanted this one, so I jumped in <laughs> and I grabbed me two of them. So nice. Yeah, Nando got him some Speedies. I just love these ones because they're so fucking old school. Like this is like McDonald's, like nineteen sixties, seventies. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Like when it first came out. So I'm really digging that one, and I'm excited to see. What else they put for McDonald's? Um, there was even a movie that came out that just reminds me of it. It's with, um, oh God, what's, uh, is it Michael? Or no, uh, God, why am I drawing a blank here? It's the McDonald's. What's it about? It's the McDonald's story. So it's Michael Keaton. Yes, Michael thank Keaton. you, Michael Keaton. God, it just didn't sound right in my head when I was trying to say it, but. Yeah, um, that McDonald's story, very interesting, really cool movie, and that Speedy reminds me of that movie because that's like when it all, you know, when the whole thing went down, so very cool. Yeah, that's an excellent movie, by the way, Uh, if you guys have not had a chance to see it. It is uh, called The Founder, that's what it's called. It came out in 2016, it's called The Founder, and it is the story of uh how mcdonald's was founded and he's excellent in it i mean the whole movie is just great definitely learned a lot when i saw it i was like in total shock (laughs) um yeah definitely a movie worth seeing oh yeah absolutely um we got some lounge flies i didn't think that i was gonna bring anything in on lounge fly but they're fucking really doing some wicked shit one of them that stood out to me you guys know me i'm the wwe collector um I even used to go by in the very beginning of the podcast many moons ago as the Ric Flair of Funko Pop collecting, you know, for the WWE line. Did uh, you really? Yeah, I did. 
<laughs> oh my god, those uh those first the that first season of episodes. Wow. Anywho. Wow. <laughs> anywho, Ultimate Warrior is my all-time favorite wrestler from WWE and they made a lounge fly bag and it looks fucking sick. I believe it's exclusive to it's exclusive to Entertainment Earth. There was also a Spider-Man one that I saw, a Flintstones one. I mean, they're really rocking out yeah. some dope shit, guys. So No, they really are. Loungefly is not fucking around right now. Okay, like they just came out with a Jetsons line, so you yes. know all over that. Um, so yeah, like, you know, usually we're used to Loungefly coming out with typically the same licenses that we see Funko come out with, right? Like maybe they're, you know, not all at once, like at the same time, but they separate it. But Loungefly's really been coming out with some alternate lines that, you know, Funko has been putting emphasis on. So just to name a few in the past couple of months, like like I said, the Jetsons, the Flintstones, uh, Snoopy, they've come out with some badass Peanuts ones the past couple of months. These backpacks also, even light up now, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. So my friend just showed me, first of all, so over the weekend I went to Epcot, I met up with some friends at Epcot on Friday and I brought my Pizza Planet. It's the truck from Pizza Planet from Toy Story. So it's like the Toyota missing the letters or whatever. And the the taillights light up. So if I press a button inside of the pocket, the taillights light up and it, it's dope. That is but totally yeah, my, cool. my friend just got one for his wife. That's a Ninja Turtles one. Uh, and it's supposed to be like the Ninja Turtles van and the headlights light up and they light up super bright. You guys like it looks really good. So Loungefly has been rocking it out. Mighty Soul, how many you I mean, obviously, you just talked about one of the Loungeflies that you have in your collection. How many of these bags do you have in your collection? I have I'm going to say six or seven. Wow. I have six or seven. Yeah. Which to me is so funny. That you're saying, wow, because to me, it's not a lot like. Because I, I have friends that collect just Loungefly. Oh, my God. It's well crazy. As, first, it's a whole other breed of collector. Like, I, I don't know where they get the room. I don't know where they get the money, you know, because <laughs> right. a lot of these Loungeflies are like $100 each when they come out. If it's, if it's a numbered one or a, a limited or exclusive one, forget it. Um, and they sell out in, th- in seconds, guys. Like these are just like other collectibles, right? Like if it's a hot drop, it's gone in a second. Um, but yeah, so I have like six or seven of them. Very cool. Most mostly Disney. Um, so I'm very very picky about the ones that I get, but uh, they do do a wonderful job. Like I could tell you that I love all the lounge flights I have, and I have not been disappointed yet. I gotta say, so. I actually have so one that I have for sale um, is the um, the zero the nightmare before Christmas one where you can open up like the dog door or whatever and put the Funko in there and all that. So I know a lot of people were checking that out at Albuquerque Comic Con. Um, My mom actually has a lounge fly. So for Christmas, she's a Dallas Cowboys fan. I know. Poor. Poor mom, but um, <laughs> she's rocking a Dallas Cowboys lounge fly. So I know she was super excited about that one. She was like, when she opened it, she was all, you got me a backpack? And I'm like, mom, 
this is lounge fly. I go, so this is like <laughs> next level bag shit. So, you know, I was explaining it to her and everything, and she's just like, oh. So she's super excited to use this bag when Aww. her and my auntie, you know, go on their traveling trips and shit like that. So she's uh she's she's gonna be ready to rock it. That's awesome. I love that. I yeah, you know, I love that lounge fly is for like all ages too. Yes. Like you'll see a lounge fly on like a little kid to like, you know, someone's grandma, you know, like right. it's, I, I just love that so much. Everybody's got their thing, you know what I mean? And, you know, when it, it was a perfect buy for her and I knew like when she was opening it, she was just like, oh, this is so cool. But like, you know, I don't know what it is exactly. Then the moment like I gave her the story about it and everything, she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> But I, I love it. She's yeah. like, okay. Yeah, I told her, I go, this is this is part of like Funko Mom. I go, so you know, this is like the next thing. And so she was super excited about it. Aw. That's so sweet. <laughs> um, another cool thing that I found kind of interesting. I didn't know these were gonna be so hot, but the uh the Wednesday Adams Funko drop, the exclusive Woo! with the cello. Did you score one? Or two? Oh, fuck yeah, I did. I got <laughs> one. I'm mad I didn't get two because my gut was like, Marisol, two, two, two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, all right. So I knew this was going to be hot, right? Because anything Wednesday Adams right now was hot. Um, people had lost their minds when they first announced it. So, and it, it's a great scene from the show. Have you seen the show? I haven't watched it yet. Nando, it's really good. Like it's it's so well done. I mean, first of all, it's Tim Burton, right? It's it's so well done. It's on Netflix. It it follows Wednesday, but you get all you get yourself a little bit of all the Adams family, right? Very cool. Um, Jenna Ortega is just fucking killing it as Wednesday <laughs> Adams. Okay, like I've been seeing her in these Scream promos now, like the Scream trailers coming out for like the new Scream movie. It's coming out in March, and like all I see is Wednesday Adams. Like I'm sorry, I'm like it's just Wednesday Adams. Yeah. Um. Anyway, great show, and so this is a great moment from that show. I think it's. I want to say it's the first episode ends. So, sorry, spoiler alert, but not really. Uh, where she is playing a, a version of Painted Black on the cello. Oh shit. Outside of her outside of her her school, her dorm room if you will. Um and uh yeah, it's pretty badass. It's like so as that cover is playing, it's kind of wrapping up everyone's storylines like to set up for the next episode. And uh yeah, it's it, it's a dope pop to have. It's a dope moment from the show. Um so I knew this was going to be hot, but guys, this is the first Funko Shop exclusive sellout we've seen. Uh, in quite a while that wasn't a limited edition pop like a numbered pop no shit. she sold she sold out in about four minutes i want to say and uh the only ones we've seen sell out in recent memory are like the snoop dog ones that were limited to 5k 10k right um, and before that, like we, you know, we had the Buzz Lightyear and Lounge Flight, and that was limited to three thousand. So obviously that sold out. But this not having a number on it to sell out in a couple of minutes was, I think, kind of a big deal. And I was like, I was like, damn it, I should have got another one. It didn't restock. It hasn't restocked. Uh, so yeah, I'm super stoked that I got her, dude. I can't wait for her to get here. Very cool. I'm looking at the trending numbers right now on uh, eBay, and yeah, they're. She's marked anywhere from between thirty and fifty dollars, as high as seventy-five. 
Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, they they did not restock her. You know, I know sometimes Funko was like, you know, playing this game where they drop something and then like at seven o'clock at night, you're like, oh, look at us. We got more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, they didn't do it this time. She sold out and she stayed sold out. So uh, I'll be very curious to see where the value goes on this pop. Yeah, no kidding. It, it's really going to be interesting to see what 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 happens. I, I was actually getting asked by a couple of other vendors, and they're just like, "Bro, did you jump on this one?" I was like, "I totally fucking missed it. I was. Yeah, I'm I slept on I'm it. Shocked you didn't get her. Yeah, totally slept on that one. I know another one that'll probably be there's there's going to be like a hot topic exclusive one of her dropping, right? Yeah, I think it dropped already. The um, my problem with this pop is that it is uh, okay. So they had the, this is what's come out from Wednesday so far. The common, the hot topic exclusive, which is a metallic version of the common, and this um, and this one with the cello from the Funko Shop. Okay. Now that one from Hot Topic was originally pushed as a diamond series, and that makes sense to me. And that would have been dope. And I was all about it. But then like a week before it dropped, they came out and said they made a mistake and that she's just a metallic version. And then that kind of killed it for me. Like, not that I don't want her, but I was like, uh, like, I really got stoked on the diamond series. And, uh, and then when they said, no, psych, we made a mistake. She, she's just metallic. The hot topic one, I kind of like put a dud on it for me, even though it's a grail, like people are posting left and right. Like it's a grail. Like it sold out really quick. If it restocks, it sells out really quick. Like it's, you know, it's a grill as far as like right now is concerned. Um, but yeah, it did drop, but I really want a diamond series of this pop. I really want a diamond series Wednesday because I feel like it's so tailored to that. It's like yeah. one of the first times I could say like diamond series makes so much sense with this pop, you know? Interesting. I might have to jump on this one and see if I can get a hold of one. Yeah, definitely keep track of it. I mean, they're definitely hard to get because I want to say that the common is hard to get right now. The common is sold out. I, Netflix's website was selling it, dude, for like the the regular price, but the shipping was like $12 or something crazy for the one pop, and oh, it sold I out. I know. Shipping, shipping for a lot. Of, well, I mean, well... You know what? That'd be another great topic that we can talk about later on too. Is shipping? <laughs> that shipping is now astronomical. And Fucking why shipping. Things. <laughs> oh, it's so terrible. Like literally, people ask me to get stuff for them and ask me to ship it, and I cringe the minute we get to the shipping aspect of it because I'm like, oh, I'm like, you're gonna hate when I tell you that shipping from here is twenty dollars because everything, you know, it's not my fault. It's just that that's how much shipping is now. Apparently, my God, right. Yeah, we could definitely do a whole episode just on shipping. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> and hot hot topic shopping and uh, shipping in particular. I don't know if you've witnessed this, but uh, hot topic does this thing where, like, if you don't order the threshold, it now tells you that like your shipping is like twenty six dollars or something crazy. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's it's nuts yeah. right now. Jesus. It's like shipping surcharge. And I was like, excuse me? First of all, what do you mean <laughs> shipping surcharge? Who are you? You're shipping me a shipping surcharge. But okay. But then it's like $26 because I decided that I only want one thing. Fuck you. <laughs> right? No, yeah. What? I'm totally with you. 
you know, like I get that the rates have gone up and yeah, shipping is astronomical right now, but like $26, like what, where, I just want to know who's making up these numbers because it's absolutely insane. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely with you. Definitely with you. Um, speaking of another, another hot item, I wanted to talk about this one because, uh, Funko Finders posted it out there and I know the fucking market is going to be stupid crazy for this one, but it's the targets, the target con Spider-Man 300. So it's a comic cover guys. And it's the, um, this is an extremely very popular comic. In the comic book uh, collector community, um, it's the Amazing oh. Spider-Man. It's a volume one, three hundred, and this I've seen this comic sell upwards of eighteen hundred to twenty-five hundred dollars. Um, and if it's slabbed, wow. yeah, if it's slabbed and gets like a ten on it, oh my god! But it's the first comic where uh, Venom appears, and. Funko decided that they're going to go ahead and do the comic cover of this one, which is genius, but I can already see people fucking going apeshit for this one. This is going to be a hot item, guys. It it, it will. I didn't really know about this. Excuse me, but now I have to look into it. Yeah, it's um, it's okay. it, it, it's gonna be interesting. Um, it's a great story, like I said, but I mean the comic book alone, um, sells so high that people, you know, that don't have that one, are gonna want to go after this one just so that they can have like some type of memory, you know what I mean, of that comic. So right. this one's this one's gonna be super hot. I. I already know. Like, I'm just going to have to prepare myself for, like, when the drop comes. Um, yeah. Nando will be lined up at a Target probably about 5, 6 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll have to look into this. I don't. I mean, I'm sure I saw it, but it was not registering with me the way you're describing it. Yeah. No, this one's this one's truly going to be a hot one. This is definitely one that people are going to be excited about. Um. I, I mean, even uh, obviously, you know, keep an eye on the on the website. I think this one's going to, you know, it's going to sell out very fast. And then the moment that they have the Target Con drop, I mean, there's going to be people lined up for this one specifically. So very, nice. okay. very keep cool. my eye on it. Yeah, definitely watch out for that one. Yeah. And with it being a Target Con one, I don't think it's going to be mass produced. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like a common that, you know, that we'll see out there everywhere. Um, so with this one being, well, you know, we say, is it really sold out? And then fucking Funko will be like, oh, hey, look, we got this Target exclusive here that you guys can order. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, the next one that I want to go into before we wrap up all these drops and highlights is uh, Funko Toy Fair. Marisol, uh, what did what did you think of the drops so, so far, the announcements that they had? You know, I'm pulling, I'm actually pulling them up right now because it feels so far away, but it really wasn't. Um, you know, I was safe from what they've announced so far. So, you know, this year they're doing it a little different, guys. They typically used to announce Toy Fair drops like three days or four days in a row. 
now they're breaking up in, into three different Wednesdays. So what we got so far, I was kind of safe from. It was a lot of anime. Um, but if you're an anime collector, this was a, a huge Demon Slayer drop. Yeah, Demon so Slayer. So I know people were losing their minds. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there was a Demon Slayer drop. There was also the only thing that kind of had me like, ooh, maybe I I need some of this is the uh, I collect the Guardians of the Galaxy sodas. But holy fuck, man. I mean, they slapped me in the face with like seven of them at one time. And I was like, okay, I, I, I like these sodas. I can't necessarily afford all these sodas right now. <laughs> like they, they dropped one, two, three, four, five, five sodas from Guardians of the Galaxy all at once. Dope sodas, great chases. Um, but I'm not in a rush to get them because the interesting thing about these guys, and we've talked about this briefly on the podcast before, no soda piece counts on these. So they could literally make an infinite amount of these Guardians of the Galaxy sodas. That's, um, yeah, I, uh, God, I was, uh, I was telling Drew about that and he's just like, what, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I go, it's, uh, the... The soda, the soda line is already, you know, somewhat of a challenging line, but yeah, they're, uh, it's going to get even more interesting. Yeah. And, and the reason there were so many of these drops and I, I'm saying guardians of the galaxy specifically is because they do, they've done this with guardians in the past, you know, where these are all the guardians of the galaxy volume three soda. So it's like, they just hit you with the whole line at once kind of, right. um, but when you think about that as a collector who collects all of Guardians, let's say, that's, you know, that's like nine pops you announced, plus chases, plus five sodas, plus chases. Um, so that was, it was a big Guardians drop. Uh, like I said, the, the line looks really cool. I'm not in a rush to grab the sodas because I, like I said, with no piece count, um, I know they'll be available for a while. And I'm not in a rush to like spend all my money on all five of them at once. Also, the other thing I noticed here, guys, was that we had a Walmart exclusive soda drop that we don't typically see, right? Walmart doesn't typically get sodas from Funko. I think they have before, but it's not typical. It's been a while since I've seen something like that come from them. Yeah. So there was a, there was a, a Walmart soda drop and I believe a Target soda drop as well from this. Uh, which I thought was interesting, um, you know, and I'm also very much like, I don't want to order a soda from Walmart, you know, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, <laughs> you know, Walmart's not known for like their great shipping and whatever. And then like the chances of me pulling a chase from Walmart are very slim. And then if you're telling me it's a soda that has no piece count that's exclusive to walmart the chances of me pulling that chase is so fucking unlikely guys right (laughs) (laughs) i i i some of these i'm willing to wait for second market and see what happens or to see how long they're lingering around on shelves or on the website you know but that was the only thing that had me kind of thinking about it um but everything else from this drop guys was like five nights at freddy's so if you're in the five nights at freddy's um there was uh, a couple of things that dropped, you know, like they, they do the plushies all the time. I think there was three different plushies that dropped. 
there was a new set of Five Nights at Freddy's mystery minis. Uh, a new line of pops that dropped for this also. So if you're into Five Nights at Freddy's, this was also a big drop for you. Um, yeah, I think it was the anime, that, the and the Guardians drop. Am I missing anything? No, you covered all of them. It was Demon Slayer, Ooh. Five Nights at Freddy's. Um... I did want to ask you about this, Nando, because I thought it was very interesting. These Banksy, um, are these considered posters? They're uh, called brandalized, brandalized pops. Oh yeah, yes. But they yes, look yes, like yes. the posters, or they look like the almost the size of like comic covers. Um, so anyway, these brandalized pops are. I, I'm gonna go with uh, comic book covers. Is the size that they are, uh, but they are Banksy sculptures. This is that. This is. Is this the one where? Oh shit! Who? I'm trying to remember where these come from. This is from Banksy, from the artist Banksy. So, but what's the what's the story behind this one? Behind Banksy? Okay, so Banksy is a street artist, right? That does these impromptu. That's the uh, one. That's who I thought yeah, it was. But yeah, it's like yeah, you know, yeah. you know, it's not there one night. You wake up in the morning and there's like a fucking sculpture there with some kind of message. Yeah, on the wall. Okay, so that's Banksy, and apparently this this brand it's called Brandalized instead of Vandalized. Brandalized. Um, I guess that's his line right i don't know i i know who banksy is i know some of his stuff i do not know him once you go into the line into the world of licensing and such i was very taken aback by these actually i was like i didn't know we were doing this now um but yeah so there was that was the only thing from that drop that i was like okay well that's different and also who asked for this yeah you know, I, and there are people flipping out about it. There were people who were very much about it. So I guess, yeah, there are people who want this. But, like, I was kind of taken aback. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, ew, on Brand on Banksy's part. Because, like, uh, why'd you sell this to Funko? Second of all, I, I you know, I was kind of like, I don't know. Do, do Funko collectors really want this? And, like, do I now have to hear a Funko collector say, I have this, uh, you know, pop cover of a Banksy. So now I own a Banksy because you don't own a fucking Banksy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, it was just all types of confusing for me. So I was like, not about it, but thought it was interesting for Funko to have gone down that avenue. It would, um, of, it, it, it would make sense that, uh, I don't know, that Funko is like working with this person, you know what I mean? I don't know, like how they got him pulled or whatever, or how they got the attention of this artist. But I mean, it kind of like makes sense to me. Um, am I excited about it? It It's cool. Um, I don't know. It's going to be one that I'm going to have to watch with a close eye because it's kind of, it's fairly new. You know what I mean? Um, right. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, some of the other ones that I did see on here, I know the one that I'm super excited about is DMX. <laughs> oh my god, I got to get those. Oh yeah. yeah, there are a lot of people talking about the DMX ones. Those are going in Nando's collection. 
Um, the did you see the vinyl gold one sold out like very quick? It's the one where he's wearing the um, the red overalls with the big X on the middle. Yes, yeah. I did see that. Those sold now, out quick. Do you think that those sold out quick because he's dead? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or because like people were just like, oh, DMX. Yeah. No, I mean, there's fans, but I mean, for the fact that he's gone, yeah, they jumped on him. I mean, you know, okay. there's, there's those collectors. I, I'm, I've always been a fan of DMX. I mean, I always used to fucking Rough Riders Anthem all day. I, I still fucking listen to that shit. Oh my God. Dude, I'll never forget like some of like, you know, you, you like when you're a kid, you have those Christmases that stand out to you because maybe it was the Christmas that you got, like the thing you really, really wanted, or you got like everything you really, really wanted. Like, you know, there's always like that one Christmas that stands out. Right. Um, and for me, it is definitely the year that I got my first CD player. And I thought it was so cool because it's, it, it would switch between six different CDs. I had the disc changer. And one of those discs was DM, DMX's album. And I'll like never forget that in my mind because like I know every word to that album and how I had that. My disc changer forever. Oh, hell yeah. No, that, that song fucking jams. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. So. <laughs> I will never forget. It was like DMX, Foxy Brown, and like Nas in my disc changer for like three months straight. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Yeah, these ones are going to be dope. We got Sir Mix a lot. That one's cool. Uh, yeah, let's yeah. see. What else do we got? Oh, Gilligan's one. Island. We got Gilligan's Island. Yeah, you know, I got a big. <laughs> retro show i just was never into gilligan's island otherwise i'm sure i'd be super into this it's um because my, I, I i love when they come out with a good old school show my thing on this one is obviously this is tailored to older generations you know what i mean because newer uh -huh. generations yeah I, I i mean i would be extremely surprised if they asked me for them it, it would be like, oh, my, you know, my mom and dad love this show or my grandparents or whatever, you know, and I want to get it for them for a gift. I can see these kind of being like the Golden Girls, you know what I mean? It's like um, very, you know, it's a it's a small, small community that will probably be looking for these. And it's a it's part of the, the Warner Brothers 100 anniversary or whatever. So those ones will be interesting. Yeah, I was actually very surprised to see such a large line. Well, well, to see Gilligan's Island Pops, number one, because we haven't seen like a retro show from Funko in a while. Right. But then, but to hit us with the whole line, like right off the bat too, was very surprising. I was like, dang, are people really going all in on like nine Gilligan's Island Pops? Yeah, they covered, I mean, they put in literally like a whole shit... It was probably a Brian Mariotti call, you know what I mean? Because we know that he's. I mean, yeah, he loves that. He loves the you know the old school lines and shit. So I could totally see Brian having his hands all over this one. Yeah, it definitely feels like his call, you know, because like you know, even like Bewitched. Let's say when Bewitched came out. Okay, retro show. I could see that, but like I, you know, I they didn't hit you with everybody all at once. Um, but at the same time, it does make sense to kind of hit you with everyone from Gilligan's Island, right? Because how long were you look at a Gilligan's Island line for? Right. You know, it, it feels very much like, hey, we got this license 
and we're going to hit you all at once with it because if you want it, here it is. If you don't, if you don't get it now, you're asked out kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally with you on that one. Um, Guys, that's all we got for Funko Toy Fair. We have Toy of the Week. So, Marisol, you want to start with Toy of the Week? You know, uh, <laughs> I'm going to leave this to you because I really don't have a Toy of the Week because I haven't what? gotten anything new. I I Why didn't anything get anything new? new. What kind of collector <laughs> are you? Oh, my God. How <laughs> dare you? I don't think I got anything new. <gasps> oh, wait. I'm lying. I'm lying. I do have a Toy of the Week. I was going to say, you didn't grab anything when you went on your girl's trip? I did. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. There okay. There so my go. Toy of the Week is Funko's Mickey Mouse inside of the Haunted Mansion buggy. Ooh, um, excellent purchase. Very cool. Yes. This is a parks exclusive. Um, to my knowledge, it has not dropped on shopdisney.com as of yet. So this came out in the parks about two weeks ago. And it's been, from what I could tell, rotating from different store to different store. So when I went, they did have a fairly, they had a fairly large stock of it. Um, I will tell you, like my friends that I met there, we went to Epcot. Like first thing in the morning, they got there a little bit before I did. And they sent me a picture of it inside this one store. And they were like, hey, like they have the pops. Don't worry. Because I kept asking my one girlfriend. I was like, just if you see it, just can you get it for me? Just get it for me. I'll give you the money. Just get it. Like it's driving me nuts that I haven't picked him up. And uh, when I saw her there, I was like, you didn't grab it for me? She's like, honestly, Marisol, there's so many. Like it's it, you don't want to carry that around all day. and It'll be there all day. And sure enough, it was. Like I picked it up finally at the end of the day. And there was a decent amount of stock left on it. Awesome. There you go. But, um, but yeah, he is really cool, guys. He, I finally unboxed him today, actually. And he is like a decent size pop. Um, they definitely nailed the buggy. And, like, you know, Mickey's, like, holding the lantern. Like, they nailed the whole thing. Um, definitely an awesome pop to have. So, you know, if it's part of that Disney 100 line, man, you guys already know him about it. So I picked one up for a friend. I got one for me. I'm very happy I got him. It was one of the few so far that I've been worried about because it's, like I said, I haven't seen it on Shop Disney or anywhere else. So, um, so yeah, I had to pick them up from the parks. But going back to our conversation from earlier about Funko putting exclusives on their site, somebody had actually messaged me that they, to point out that Funko's site was selling the Mickey with not Haunted Mansion, not the Tower Terror. What was the last drop? It was like a Mickey attraction that was a Disney Parks exclusive. Maybe it was Tower of Terror, but the Disney Parks exclusive one was the one with the gold Mickey. Okay. I think I'm right about that. If I'm not, guys, I'm sorry. But it, it was one of these attraction pops it came out not too long ago that was exclusive to the parks and to shop Disney. And now all of a sudden it's on the Funko site and somebody made a good uh, point to me. They were like, look, I know Funko is all of a sudden ex ex selling uh, store exclusives on their site, but for a license that's, that's very strict, such as Disney, they were surprised that Funko was allowed to sell a parks exclusive on their site. And I actually agreed with that. I was like, yeah, you know what? I haven't thought about it like that. I know that the site is selling exclusives to other stores now, but you're right. You have to imagine that, you know, I, I know firsthand that the license for Disney is, is 
comes with a lot of stipulations. From what I understand, if you have a Disney license, you have to sell X amount of each item for you to keep that license. Um, you have to follow a lot of the, the rules with Disney. Disney ultimately has to sign off on your design. Um, they're just a lot stricter than some other licenses that are out there, yeah. especially when it comes to numbers, you guys, like if, it, if it's something that you're, if you're not selling it, they will revoke that license from you. Like that is in all of their contracts with, uh, with companies that are making toys or whatever with their characters that I know. So Funko obviously makes the sales, right? So like, that's not a problem. But I was surprised that they are even allowed to sell Disney shop exclusives on their site. So something I will uh, definitely keep an eye on because I'm surprised that even though it's Funko's product, that it's that Disney is okay with that. Yeah, that's interesting. That's going to be something definitely to follow. Yeah, it's like one of these weird little loopholes you would think might be in, in these contracts, right? Because right. now Funko is doing it with everybody. Uh, you know, they, we've seen Walgreens exclusives on there. We've seen Disney exclusives now. We've seen, um, you know, what we were just talking about earlier. Like, oh, um, well, that's another thing I want to talk about later. But, um, you know, we've seen all types of exclusives on that site. And we're like, oh, okay. So we're doing this now. I thought it was really surprising to see that with a Disney shop exclusive. I was shocked that Disney would allow that to go on. Um, but what I was thinking in my mind with the other thing that led to that is terms of Funko having stuff on their site. Uh, I don't know if you guys go to pop in a box.com right now, pop in a box no longer sells Funko. No shit. So this has been the rumor for a long time, apparently, which is like if over the holidays, Pop in a Box was having like crazy sales on their Funko Pops. Like you can get like three for like $10 or three for $12. And and the, the deals kept getting crazier and crazier as like the holiday went on. So that was the rumor was that Pop in a Box was no longer going to carry Funko because Funko was becoming too difficult with distribution with them, like they were essentially blaming Funko for like any issues they've ever had with them. Um, and then somebody messaged me earlier and they were like, so pop in a box doesn't cut, doesn't carry pops. And I went to the site and yeah, sure enough, there are no Funko pops left on there. Um, and I'm a stitch collector. And over the holiday, there was a stitch pop announced that was wearing this, uh, skeleton suit. This was around Halloween time, actually, where they first showed it. But, you know, God forbid that we, we show a Halloween pop that we get in time for Halloween. Um, so they showed this Halloween pop that had the skeleton, it's glow-in-the-dark skeleton outfit. Um, that was the chase, was the glow-in-the-dark, and then you just get the regular if it's not glow-in-the-dark. And it was a pop-in-a-box exclusive. And then about two months later, all these all the orders got canceled for it. And they were like, sorry, we're not going to be able to fulfill your order. Now, about two weeks ago, it became an Entertainment Earth exclusive. And you could order it from Entertainment Earth, pre-order it, and take your chance at the chase. So, yeah, I think Funko and Pop in a Box are completely done. Very interesting. I just went on there now because I'm like, wait a minute, I have their I have their app. And, I mean, it still shows, like, some Funko shit. But, yeah, there's, like, no Funko Pops on there. So, cool. Yeah, just like, a, when I checked it earlier, it was, like, some T-shirts. Another app to, for me to delete from my phone. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Less clutter. Get it out of here. 
<laughs> Very cool. But Interesting. I, like, I like yeah. that. We'll have yeah. to. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to go off of my toy of the week, but that's my toy of the week. Awesome. If yeah. You we'll find we'll, yourself at the parks. Look for that pop. We'll Definitely do, worth it. We'll do that news on uh, on another on a future episode. Yeah, that'll be interesting conversation. Um, my toy of the week is from series seventeen. It's the Elite Collection, and it is the Ultimate Warrior from Mattel. It's a WWE Legends, and guys, you already know, I love Ultimate Warrior, and this one is very cool because this is when Ultimate Warrior first signed with WWE when he was known as the Dingo Warrior. Well, Vince McMahon had such a shit fit, and he was like, Dingo Warrior, what the fuck is that? Like, you know, Dingo no, Warrior. Yeah, nobody's going to pay attention to that. So we're going to change your name, and we're going to put something huge in front of it. So that's the story of how the Ultimate Warrior name came to life. Well, uh, Mattel went ahead and did that version. They still have Ultimate Warrior on the box. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have the... They do talk about it on the back of the box, guys, though. So, um, in an imposing figure uh, debuted in Dallas Space Promotion, WCCW in 1986. This is how long ago it was. Uh, This face-painted powerhouse known as the Dingo Warrior dominated the competition before blazing a road to WWE. There he evolved into Ultimate Warrior and setting the new standard for strength and perseverance and leaving a legacy you know with the with the wwe legends and in this line guys there is aj styles ken shamrock ken shamrock is a chase uh the blue trunks is the common and the green trunks is the chase i believe don't quote me but if you see both of them together just grab them because guys these are marked down at target for eleven dollars and fifty cents Hell yeah. Dang. I'll take yeah. that all day. <laughs> Go and get that deal. Yeah. Go and get that deal. So this one's really cool. I'm going to open up the box. I'm going to display him and put him out there. Um, Yeah, that's my that's my toy of the week. So we got, a, nice. we got a very fun one coming up. And it's... In the Den with the Pop Box. In the den with the pop fox, Marty Soul. It is your time to shine. Okay, guys. So <laughs> this week is going to be another rant. And I messaged Nando this morning, and I was like, "So, are we recording tonight?" Because <laughs> I have a rant I need to get off of my chest. So let's start it off here. Funko family. Okay, what does Funko family mean to you? Nando, when you see that hashtag or when you say when you see somebody write Funko family, what does that say to you? Oh god, it could be it could mean different things to me. Funko family to me would probably be like the collector community, you know, like when we meet up, um, you know, or like we used to. We don't really do that anymore cuz now it's like more vending we don't do a lot of trades and shit like that we don't have those events go on anymore but that's what funko family used to mean to me for funko funko uh funko family i always thought of it as like you know all these groups together you know like the social medias and all that that we talked about and everything you know them um i don't really necessarily look at it as a fan thing because the fan thing are known as fanatics so right. yeah, that's that's my idea of Funko family. 
Okay, great. So my day today started by reading this very well-written post by someone popular in the Funko community um, that had very close ties to Funko uh, in terms of they were very close with the social media team, et cetera, et cetera. And they wrote a whole long post about what Funko family means or what they thought it meant and what it means now and how it's changed, yada, yada, yada. And it was very well written and well thought out. And I agreed with it. And it just, it got me thinking because about an hour later, I started getting this certain YouTube video sent to my messages by a bunch of different people. There was two parts to this video. I'm obviously talking about like the Gasselcast video that talks about the people that were let go from Funko, that Funko has been operating in X amount of debt for X amount of time and yada, yada, yada. And this was all like allegedly confirmed by alleged sources over at Funko. So, you know, basically a bunch of people were fired from Funko. This video claims that a bunch of people in the artist department were let go from Funko, like almost basically the entire artist department, uh, including big names such as Reese O'Brien. And, you know, if you guys are Funko fans, you know who Reese O'Brien is. Reese O'Brien also has um, Bim Toy, which makes uh, the tiny ghost figures that he also makes. He is also the guy behind like Boo Hollow and a lot of Funko's legendary figures. Um, he's been a head artist there for a long time. So apparently he is not there anymore as well as some other people. They also reported that they had gotten feedback that the working conditions there were very poor, that the artist department had uh, started, I uh, had put together a petition uh, for better working conditions and to be heard by the big wigs at Funko. And what I got from it was that there was kind of like a fight between what Funko wanted and what the cult, like what the actual collectors really want. And that Funko didn't care about that. They just wanted the cash grab kind of situation. Um, look, I don't know what's a hundred percent true, but I got to thinking about all of this today and it got me a little worked up because I, I, I got worked up and I got fascinated by the fact that so many people are fascinated by the inner workings of Funko and the hirings and firings and the fact that people have taken these firings very personally, right? People are very upset about this. People think that that Funko is a bunch of monsters and that Brian being reinstated as CEO and being the one that allegedly went in there and did all these firings is like the devil. (laughs) <laughs> the devil. Yeah, he's the devil, and how dare you take people's livelihoods away from them, right? Now, this is where I've landed after having many conversations with many people today from all different sides. I can understand why you would be upset about people that you have felt close to over the years, such as the social media team, right? Because you've gotten used to seeing their faces and maybe you talk to some of them and you had chats with them, and you feel like this was sold to you as a Funko family deal, and now they just went and fired these people with no explanation, and you are now like, oh my god, these people are the devil, they don't care about their employees, and blah, blah, blah. Guys, this is a company. At the end of the day, 
This is a company who is trying to run and stay in the black and make money and do all the right things for the stockholders and the shareholders, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you're not wrong for feeling this way. You're not wrong for feeling upset. You're not wrong for feeling, oh, this this guy and these people must have no feelings because they did this at holiday time. And these people have worked there forever, and how dare they? But at the same time, this is a company who is not performing well right now, right? If we believe these reports, allegedly this company has been running since Q1 of 2022 in the negatives of upwards of $100 million. That's not good. Yeah, okay? that's scary. And they also, that's very scary. And they also put out very lofty projections for 2022 that they obviously did not hit. And that's when the shareholders panicked. That's when the shareholders plummet, like the share price plummeted because they had to, that was the day that Funko had to come out and announce and make public their earnings and where they are. And it wasn't good. So, now, what happens when that happens is that the shareholders get freaked out, and they start, they want to start making moves and decisions that make them feel comfortable, right? At this point, Brian was not the CEO of Fungo. They had hired a temporary person until they found the right person to do the job, apparently. They reinstated Brian, not because Brian knows what he's doing, but because Brian is a familiar name, and this is his company. Right, He is one of the founding people of this company. It's his vision. That immediately puts shareholders at ease. Right, But at the same time, okay, let's put him back in place. The shareholders are also telling Brian what probably needs to be done. And in their eyes, what needed to be done was a complete gutting and revamping of this company. And that's why they went in and they let go of a lot of people that have been there for a long time because, hey, maybe things just got stagnant. Maybe this company needs a whole new outlook and path to follow to make money. This happens to companies all the time, guys. If you think about just look at car companies, every couple of years, car companies literally lay off like thousands of people and it's a headline and we talk about it and it sucks because all these people lost their jobs, but we move on from it and that company moves on and still makes cars, right? Yeah. So, Okay. So this is where I was getting just so frustrated with this because I, I, I don't – sure, maybe there was a better way of doing this. Maybe, you know, doing it in the middle of holiday was pretty glaring, you know, but are is he wrong to go in there and fire people? No, absolutely not. He is making moves that the shareholders feel need to be done for this company to be back in the black. Um. Here's, I've realized today where my problem is between Funko and the fans and people feeling this way. Funko needed to let go of this whole fanatic thing a long time ago. Okay. Now, when you look at Funko, you know, 10, 10, 15 years ago, yeah, this was a small company who relied on its fans to keep it going, to spread the word, word of mouth, right? Like I remember I was listening to, you know, and how they treated their fans. I was listening to a podcast with Swoboba Fett. Is that his name online? Jason, the mystery grail box guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically he's a, just was a huge Funko Fan, and then I think he worked there for a little bit. I don't know. Maybe now I'm making up stuff. 
but he is the person that came up with seven bucks a pop and the mystery grail boxes. Um, but this all came out of him being a huge Funko fan. And I think working there for a little bit. So he has all these stories that he shares about it being like his birthday. And he went out to the restaurant with a bunch of people that he met on the Funko forum. And then Mike and Brian showed up and Mike, Mike and Brian paid the whole bill and they ended up having this huge party and everyone hung out and they brought stuff and they signed everybody's stuff. Okay, cool. 20 years ago, that was something that could have happened. That's something that happened. Since then, this company has made a decision that they wanted to be a big company, right? And it started acquiring smaller companies. Basically, they want to be Mattel. Okay, let's use Mattel as an example. They want to be Mattel. Now, I've collected Barbie since I was a kid. A lot of people have been collecting Mattel stuff since they were kids. Is there a Mattel forum that Mattel runs that you can go and talk in and get nominated to be like a person of the year? Is there a Mattel fanatic, you know, a, a Mattel obsessed fan of the month or the week? No, there's not. And I'll tell you why. Because when you are a brand operating at that size, these are the things that you can just not have the time to pay attention to. Right? They all sound nice. This all sounds nice, and people want to be recognized for spending their money and being fans. But that's not the case anymore at Funko, and they forgot to let go of this a long time ago. They should have taken down those freaking forums years ago. Okay? Instead of still having them up, and please, there's like a whole hierarchy ranking in those forums by themselves. Okay? Um, they should have gotten rid of this fanatic of the week thing. Okay, first of all, it used to be Fanatic of, like, the month, and then they were, during the pandemic, they doubled down, and they were like, we'll do Fanatic of the week, not just the month. Now, during the, the pandemic, maybe that made sense, you know, because everybody was at home, and maybe you're pulling people in, making them feel good. But once we came out of that, that probably needed to end. You could have went back to having a Fanatic of the month. Um, these photo challenges, all these things that are very fan-based no longer make sense for a company that is trying to be as big as Funko is. Does that make sense, Nando? Yeah, I, I see where you're going with it. And I mean, it's it's a double-edged sword. You know, one, you know, we... Funko, Funko always, like they, it seemed like they always wanted to make it like family oriented, you know, like when you asked me earlier, like, you know, Nando, what is your idea of family for Funko? And, you know, I gave you my opinion. I think what they need to do is, like you said, you know, the social media part, the fanatics, things like that. Like, I can't knock a company for trying to keep people involved that are obsessed or involved or invested you know, right. in their brand, you know, I, I mean, that's really cool. But in the long run, like you were saying, you know, sometimes you got to look at the bigger picture and you got to look at these companies that have been around for fucking ever and just kind of see, like, look at the blueprint. You know what I mean? Just like, hey, you know, this is what they're doing. And if we piss off some people, that's going to happen no matter what. Um, right. You know, you can't make the masses happy. That's just we don't live in a per uh, perfect world and you know, that's not going to work. I mean, it, it, it's just not something that's going to work, but, um, Funko is going to have to 
they're going to have to figure out a medium. You know what I mean? And, and they're, I think you said it best, you know, we have companies, we have car companies, you know, we have brands where they get so big, but then yet they start struggling. They have to make cuts, but then they get back online. They have to stay with what's working. Not like, oh, okay, you know, the ship is upright. We're ready to go. We can bring those people back. If you moved away from it, there's a reason. Just leave it the way it is. People will forget. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, yeah, it, I mean, it really sucks. You know, like I said, you can't knock a brand for, you know, trying to keep everybody involved and stuff like that. Maybe just keep it limited to comic cons. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like still do your fun days, right? Like still do those things because those are definitely cool things that this company does. But in terms of trying to do it on a daily and monthly basis, I think that ship has sailed and they needed to rip that bandaid off a long time ago. Yeah. Like that needed to be when they decided, hey, this is the year that we're going to acquire uh, a portion of Hasbro that makes uh, games like board games. We've acquired a portion of this company that does media that makes movies. We've acquired Mondo, who makes collectible vinyl albums. When you decided to branch out and acquire smaller companies to make yourself a bigger brand, you needed to adopt that social media and um, branding policy as well and they didn't yeah and that is the problem not even that this is such a problem right but i think that the community is having the reaction to this news the way that they are because they didn't change that branding strategy when they should have exactly yeah I you mean, know like if mattel was to lay off 400 people tomorrow we wouldn't bat a fucking eyelash yeah we wouldn't I mean, it's it's like that saying goes, you know what I mean? They're burning the candle on both ends and yeah, you can't yeah. do that. You know, they and I, I mean, it's going to get to a point where they have to figure it out and they have to do something, you know, and, and, and time will tell. It's going to be interesting. And the Funkaholics podcast, guys, we're right there with you. So Marisol will yeah. definitely be keeping a, a close eye on this. And, you know, as more stuff develops, you know, we'll you'll be the we'll we'll, we'll be here talking about it. <laughs> yeah. And sorry, thank you for letting me kind of work that out on here because it was bothering me. You know, it's one of those things that was bothering me, my, me and I didn't know why it was bothering me. Yeah. And and that I had to go down that rabbit hole and go through that thought process about why it was bothering me, right? Like, because, yeah, I, I, I've said on here many times that Funko is evil geniuses for the fan-based stuff that they do, but it has gotten too big to support it. Right. And, you know, unless they were going to hire a social media team just solely for that, like just answering fan questions and keeping up with these photo challenges and doing it right and, you know, doing these fanatics of the week and doing it right, that's different. But they're not doing that either, right? So you can't, like you said, they're burning the candle at both ends. That's a perfect way to put it. I really hope this this thing going forward. Okay, maybe you keep the photo challenges, right? Maybe you keep the photo challenges because you are generating um, engagement with the community. You are you are generating free publicity for your product, right? But other than that, unless it's an event like San Diego Comic Con where you're going to put on an event, I think that's where we need to leave it, guys. Yeah. 
There's no way I've never seen such a thing like it. You should be so invested in people that you don't know on a personal level for losing their jobs. Like, I don't know. I just don't like this, this whole Brian is the devil for going in there and firing these people and blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, you can have your opinions, but again, like if, you know, the owner of Mercedes walked in there yesterday and let go of a thousand people, you would not give a shit, right? Because Mercedes hasn't invited you into their home to have dinner. Funko has invited you into their home to have dinner, and that's why you feel like you have an opinion, you have a say in this. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm totally with you, and yeah, I mean, it's just... Obviously, you know, they're always going to rub people the wrong way and these people want to get the, you know, get their opinion out there, but they got to look at the bigger picture. It's like, do you want Funko to completely go away or do you want them to make moves so that they can keep selling shit that we love, you know, that we're into and, you know, go bananas about So, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. And like I said, they got to, they got to figure it out. I mean, you know, that's the other thing I hate with social media is that, you know, it gives people a you know fucking keyboard warrior voice but of course um, yeah yeah like i couldn't believe how this this video got so blown up over the last day or so and how people were sending it to each other and 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 again treating it like it was bible and that this is a hundred percent what happened and like just briefly without saying too much like and i'm saying all these things allegedly and blah 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 so this this YouTube video said like that X, Y, Z amount of people were, were let go. You know, I, I have a source that tells me this is not the case that maybe like three people were let go at the end of the day. Yes. People were let go. Was it the amount of people that people are hyping it up to be? I don't think it was. Well, it's, it's, you know, when we talk about shit like that though, I mean, a lot of it's clickbait too. You know what I mean? Like I could put something out there and people are going to be like, Oh shit. Like, you know, if you sell it that way, you know what I mean? And it's just, I mean, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to go down that road. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole either, but you know where I'm going with this. My whole point is I don't want to do. He said, she said, I'm not saying anyone's wrong. I'm just saying, it, it really bothered me today that like number one, people were doing this for clickbait number two, like listening to the actual video. And again, I'm not talking shit about people, but it made me, it made me feel dirty. Like I, I shouldn't know this information. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't have the right to this information. Why do we feel so pr- like we, we are owed this. Why do we feel like we're owed this information? You know, right. like I saw people posting today that they were like going to step back from collecting or posting or whatever because of this information they found out. And that was just so silly to me because I was like, why are you so invested? Number one, you spend your money at Funko. Funko doesn't pay you. What are you upset about? Like, you know, like you can just not buy their product anymore and let's leave it there. But the fact that people were like emotionally bothered by this news is what upset me. It's just people getting excited and they're following the crowd. You know what I mean? They want to. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I just, I needed to talk about this guys. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to this, like I just needed to work this out because look, I've been collecting Funko since 2015 Right. Like I, it, it, it sucks to see a brand you love go through these kind of changes or go through hard times and to see people lose their jobs a hundred percent. But if you really sat there and watched 
Ashley and Peyton or anyone on these uh, live streams and thought to yourself, I'll be watching these people for the next 20 years deliver my Funko news. Mm, yeah. Your, your view on reality might be a little skewed, my friend. It's and just because it's not how business works. Yeah. I mean, where I'm at with this, if they're making cuts to keep the, to keep the company alive, I'm totally okay with that. Sorry for the people that lost yeah. it, Yeah, but they're young. They're motivated. They can find something else that's going to fit them better, you know? And right. A that's lot just of where I'm at land on it. their feet and they're, they're walking away with some great experience on their resume because of the job that they had. I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about these people fall, like falling on their feet. Like, yeah, it sucks that it happened when they did. It sucks that they probably had to sign NDAs and can't talk about it, but whatever. I, I wish them all well, but this is a part of business, right? Anywhere you've ever worked, you've seen people get fired. I'm sure, uh, you know, companies let go of people every day. It's just that we're so invested in this little niche of a community that we're in. And we're so invested in this company that we still, that still treats us, us like it's a small company. And we, so in turn, we treat them like they're a small company that we've taken this information this way. But the, the fact of reality is that Funko is a huge company. And they have been making moves to make themselves a huge company. The problem that I think has really happened here is that they have had a CEO and other people in upper corporate management that don't have the skill set to manage a company during a growth period. Right? So, like, you know, Brian is, was the CEO before. Now he is now. But he was... And guess what? The company wasn't doing good then either because Brian's just a dude who came up with toys in his garage. He doesn't have the experience to run a company into a, like a, a mega growth like Funko was doing. Yeah. That, I think, is the real problem, right? And I, that's the, the piece that I hope they figure out. I hope they bring in the right people that have run much larger companies to help them figure this piece out. You know, And I don't even think Funko themselves are saying, hey, it was the social media's team that brought everything down. No, they're not saying that. They just know that they had to clear out payrolls and they have to start fresh. And that's what happened here. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. And that's the end of my rant. Thank you. (laughs) It's definitely (laughs) going to be fun to watch. And yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that, but excellent, excellent topic. And in the den with the, with the pop Fox, we are going to jump into Woo! Toy Rewind! Toy Rewind, guys. And I am still going down that McDonald's uh, lane or uh, or what am I looking for? Uh, McDonald's walk down memory lane. There we go. Um, in My this, favorite type. <laughs> in this topic, it's going to be a topic from 1983. We are talking Hot Wheels. Uh, for Happy Meals, and these were really cool. I actually remember these ones. I um surprisingly remember them because I know um I bugged my parents for them. Um, because around that time, five years old, yeah, I wanted me some Happy Meals, and you know, you love a car that you can push around. So these were very cool, guys. It was fourteen cars. Um, uh, the value on these is actually very interesting. Um, there's been eBay eBay sales. Of five hundred and fifty dollars and up, there's um they have a wow. yeah 
They have a Tricar X8. They have a Front Run in Fairmont, a Dixie Challenger, a Datsun 200SX, 56 Hightail Hauler, Stutz Blackhawk, Cadillac Seville, 57 T-Bird, and a Racebait 308. Uh, very cool, super cool line. They also did, it was very interesting because when I pulled up the history on this, they had East Coast and West Coast releases. So there was some cars that were a little bit different from one side to the other. So I found that extremely cool. Um, the ones that I read you guys were East Coast. The West Coast was a three-window 34. I love that. 63 split-window Corvette, a Turismo, Mini Trek, a Mercedes 300 SEL or 380 SEL, a Chevy Citation, a Porsche 928, and a Malibu Grand Prix. So I thought that was really cool Dang. that they fucking did that. Um, yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, had no idea on it, but... If you guys want to find out any information on these, if you guys just um, Google search um, uh, Hot Wheels on uh, Wiki, it's hotwheels.fandom.com. Um, a lot of cool, interesting uh, things on this. And what I'll do is I'll actually, even if I remember, guys, if I remember, um, I'll put the um, I'll put the link with the post when we when we have this one go live. So um, very cool toy rewind moment. And I know back in the day when I was collecting those, I didn't get all of them, but um, they were definitely something to fun to play with. And then any Hot Wheels are always a blast and all the lines that they come out with. But guys, I don't mean to rush. We are getting to that point where this might have to be another two-part segment. So <laughs> <laughs> I am Guys, we really are trying to make these like 90 minutes and yeah. then it's so hard. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is challenging. Um, but... This is the Funkaholics podcast. Time gets away from you when you talk about what you love. And this is the podcast that talks about what they love. Um, if you guys want a discount code, we have one. If you go to popple.co, P-O-P-L.co, use Funkaholics pod at checkout, get you a discount, believe in your brand, rep your brand, guys. I am your host, Nando T. I got along with me, the Pop Fox. This is Funkaholic Fridays with the Pop Fox, and we will be back. Very soon, guys. <laughs>